Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. Um, We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermons from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And again, we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. Hey, it's Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the Unchangeable Truth Podcast with Pastor Stephen. And uh, today we're still in John, but brother, before we start asking questions about the sermon, start talking about scripture and all that stuff, how's life this week, man? You good? You're not going to Israel. I'm a little mm, upset about that. Yeah, sorry I to am. bring that up, but I'm going. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> sorry you can't go, but I'm going. Uh, I, yeah, I'm I'm a little disappointed. My my wife is uh, she is uh, undergoing some some health treatment things, and uh, unfortunately, we're not. We're not able to to be gone out of the country, and uh, and so uh, I'm I'm not going to go over to Israel if if she can't go, and, yeah, uh, sure. and I need to be here, and yeah, very very disappointed she is as well. But uh, you know, we we serve a sovereign God, and He knew long before you know that I wasn't going to go, and that you needed to go ahead and be a part of the trip. There you go. You you've been signed up to go for almost a year for a little so. bit, but this is like your third time not to go, right? Like you signed up or you've tried to do a couple of trips and it keeps COVID COVID messed us up. Yeah. So I, this is I, the second time. Yeah. I normally I normally go every one to two years. And so um yeah we had to punt it twice. Yeah. Because like we had the trip schedule, dates, all this kind of stuff. But Everything was just real unsure as far as traveling in and out of Israel with the COVID restrictions. And let's just be honest, there was a point in time with our government here that you may you may leave the country and the regulation be one way, right? <laughs> and then right. and then you try to get back in. It be so so yeah. It's ta- it's it's been now. I mean, it's been now like almost four years yeah. since I've been to Israel. So a yeah. very um, mm. I mean, I'll be excited to get back. But uh, you will have a trip of a lifetime. It's your, right. your first time to go, right? It is. It is. That's what the brochures say, trip of a lifetime. So we're kind of looking forward to that you're, part of it. You're going to be overwhelmed. I know your bride's going with you. and yeah. uh, You're going to be overwhelmed by just all that you see and hear. So I would encourage you as much as you can, try to journal Write stuff down, and especially my diary. Yeah, especially when you take the when you take pictures and stuff. I would just sit there at the end of every day and just go in and try to try to group them together because you'll forget where where you took this at mm-hmm. and where that picture was yeah. at. And uh, the second time you go, it, it, you'll be like, "All right, all right, yeah, I'm digging this. I'm 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 drinking all this in." And you're the second time you go, you're going to pick up a lot more because the first time you're just literally overwhelmed. We're walking where Jesus walked. <laughs> Look, yeah. there's Golgotha right there. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're in the garden tomb. I mean, it's just overwhelming. It's going to be a great, great trip. The worst part, that flight, brother. You, you are going to the other side of the yeah. world, and that's the bad part. The, the flight going, you're really excited. The flight coming home, you're flat worn out. Um, and you're like, will this flight ever end? So, weird question. Do I need compression socks? I... <laughs> Well, you laugh while you say that. I would say yes, because really, I hey, whenever I take a long flight, and when I say a long flight, if I'm going to be in the air uh, five hours or more, I wear compression socks. Uh, it I've keeps swelling. Yeah, it keeps swelling down, um, and uh, 
you can always take them off. Sure. <laughs> if you don't like them, you can always take them off. But yeah, those compression socks well, make a big deal. You know, I wear my pants a little high, and you know, I don't. I let my ankles show, and uh, people ask if something's wrong if I got socks on. Well, those compression socks uh, with those skinny jeans you wear, you may have to pull them up over the outside They're of your not jeans. Skinny jeans. Let's talk about the sermon, man. Let's talk. Oh, about Journey ain't wearing. He's wearing like button fly five hundred ones, man. <laughs> Acid wash. Boot cut. Boot, Boot cut. cut with his tennis shoes. Yeah, well, he okay. he is sporting a brand new Journey T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. Yeah, we got. I haven't seen the black one yet. We should just post a photo of. Journey. We should do that. I wonder how many people wonder what he looks like. We can just post a photo of him. Yeah, you kind of have this idea, I think, in your mind of a guy who hangs out in his parents' basement. Eating Cheetos. Eating, yeah, but Journey's not that way, man. Oh, Journey, arguably, one of, the, uh, one of the greatest unknown baseball players and, 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 and wrestlers. He's, in, he's into wrestling big time. But we're not talking about the fun kind of wrestling. We're talking about like <laughs> high school wrestling. You got rules and all that kind of stuff. But, oh uh, goodness! Yeah, we'll post a photo of Journey some some point in the in the journey of all this Unchangeable Truth podcast. He was talking earlier about uh, like bringing in a f- bunch of like building a staff for himself. I think I think he's going to build a staff so he can come over and get on one of the mics. Yeah, we're going to work on a media team and everything. It'll be good. All right, John, chapter one, uh, life in His name. Today, the title: Point them to Jesus and. Uh, you know, I think that's a – we could probably just talk a lot about pointing people to Jesus, how we do that, what that looks like, um, kind of the state of the church and how we should do better at that. Um, but today We like we, to point them to a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Jesus is at the top of the list, but uh, I would agree. I would agree. You can never go wrong pointing people to Jesus. And that's kind of, Well, that's kind of like our model here. Like, I mean, I, I it, it really is. Like, I'm thinking back – I'm thinking back just with – some of the way that we teach and some of the way that the ministry teaches, um, especially the way you teach, like I think that is kind of our motto here is pointing, pointing people to Jesus, making much of Jesus, pointing them to the one that saves in every aspect. So I think we do a good job of it here. Um, I think we do. Yeah. Congrats. Well, well <laughs> not, not, not because of, but in spite of. But even then, though, I think we would all agree we still fall short of where we want to be. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that I, I think in my own life. Uh, opportunities, conversations, and all that kind of stuff to where I'm like, man, why do yeah, you, yeah. why, why are you beating around the bush here? Why don't you just yeah. go ahead and have that conversation? Um, and it's a struggle with all of us. And, uh, well, I'm not prepared. What if I say the wrong words? I always laugh and yeah. say, it's not like you're going to get them closer to hell than they already are, yeah. right? What do you say? Uh, haul off and just tell haul them about off. Jesus? Haul off and just tell them about Jesus. Yeah. 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 All right. So uh, speaking of that, you know, one of the points you talked about was being a model of true humility, that Jesus is a model of true humility. Well, I'm he sorry, is, but John, John the Baptizer John the is baptizer too. John the Baptizer is a model of true humility. And you kind of talked about, you know, who John is and what he did. And um, so uh, let, let's talk about humility for a second. Like, why why that point? Like, what's the big deal of uh, being humble in this, in this Well, because the opposite of being humble is being prideful. And I spent a great deal of time in the message talking about what the results of pride are. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's pride is, well, pride leads to sin. Sin leads to pride. They're just kind of all tied in together there. It'd be hard to, it's almost like, you know, sin and pride had a car wreck and they were in a little, little bitty car and it's a car to get squished. It's going to be hard to tell what was pride and what was sin because they're all tied together. 
And uh, so uh, the reason why we should focus on humility is because humility uh, minimizes our importance. And in the context of what we're talking about, being followers of Christ, and especially the text in John chapter 1, it means that we minimize our importance, our desires, and instead we exalt Jesus. Jesus is the most important, and I want to please Jesus with my life. Now, I think we would agree that Scripture teaches that when I'm pressing into Christ and I'm, I'm, I'm walking after him on a daily pursuit and I'm falling more in love with him, then the next thing you know, your very desires are going to be uh, the desires of the things of Christ. But, uh, yeah, why humility? Because, again, it's the opposite of pride. I, I want to be humble or I don't know but Ryan you you I know you grew up in church and your dad's a pastor and did you, you attended churches where your dad was not the pastor though yes okay I don't know I don't I grew up in like rural backwoods Tennessee and whenever our pastors would talk about humble there would be no h it'd be like you got to <laughs> humble yourself you need to humble yourself like the h was silent or something like like h-e-b or something well you I, know. I grew up in Houston or around, not in Houston, around Houston, and people always say, I'm going to Houston. I'm like, no, man, there's an H there. So, not, I never heard it with the, not in churches, we always humble. say humble. Yeah, you we heard we humble? Never, yeah. Yeah. Same thing, uh, but humility. Yeah. You, you never go wrong humbling yourself. And, and, and I even addressed this a little bit in the sermon. It is a, it's almost countercultural because we, <laughs> We, we have created a generation to where humility is confused with, I got, I got low self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, no, humility is not where you sit there and say, I'm, I stink. <laughs> I'm horrible. Look, look at how bad I am. You know, God just thinks that I'm, I'm this terrible person. Well, no, here, here's God. God loves you in spite of the fact that you're a terrible person. Yeah. In spite of the fact that you you are a sinner by birth and by choice. And so humility is not a bad thing. Humility is a it is a worthwhile trait to have. So I'm humbling my importance. I'm I'm downplaying uh exalting myself and instead I realize that the very life that I've been given is not for my own personal pursuits, but it's to make much of Christ and his kingdom to be glorified. Well, and you you talk about this idea of true humility that it's we can only see that when we discover who we are in Christ. And and I was talking to some students a couple weeks ago. Actually, I say a couple weeks ago, it was last week. We were talking about uh, just some things about what God does for us and having this high view of God and maybe there's some there's there's reasons why we don't grow spiritually the way that Scripture says it's because, and we and we were looking at it, and it's like we have a um, an exalted view of self, but a diminished view of God. Mm. Like we have an exalted view of self and a diminished view of God, and that changes everything that we do. Like it changes how we think, it changes how we do life, it changes um, even how we share the gospel because we have this exalted view of self and diminished view of God. So whenever you talk about this humility, like, really, um, I can only discover who I am in Christ, like, that that really kind of levels it, right? Like, it kind of puts us right where we need to be because 
I mean, Christ is an example of humility. We see that John the Baptist was a great example of humility. There's other people in Scripture that are examples of humility. Yeah, I like to call him John the Baptizer. John the Baptizer. But that's that's a personal thing. That's I a personal thing. I her into John the Baptist. Yeah. Because well, and, 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 I go to a Baptist church. Well, yeah, and it's like it's like... John was a part of the Baptist denomination, or John was the one who started the Baptist <laughs> denomination. Or I've had those guys that are like, you know, look at the, uh, what they call it, the scarlet thread. And the scarlet thread actually leads all the way back, and it shows that the Baptist church originated with Jesus. We can show you. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, number one, incredibly boring. Number two, and I've had Baptist history. I'm sure you have as well, Ryan, in your pursuits. I don't know. They teach that at Liberty Baptist history. They probably didn't. No, they didn't. Teach well, that. the, so, so and num- other classes. Yeah. And, and number two though, who cares? Yeah. Who, who cares? How about using that time instead to tell somebody to haul off and tell somebody <laughs> right. about Jesus. Right, right. So the uh, yeah, I like the word baptizer, John the baptizer. But anyway, that's just well, my own personal well, thing. I'll, I'll correct myself. But what an unbelievable example yeah. and model of humility. Yeah. Here's a guy that he was arguably he was the key rock star in his day. People were coming from all over, yeah. and it wasn't because of his looks. He's kind of a grungy dude. Yeah, and uh, I liked you know, him already. That's right. He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't feeding them steak dinners. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. Hey, he wasn't doing the Jesus all you can eat fish fillet buffets. <laughs> it was. That, that one got me. <laughs> that one got me. All right, sorry. No, he's like, yeah. Well, I'm. I'm eating locusts and honey. Yeah. Um, I've seen locusts, yeah. and I'm not a big fan of honey. I just see. I can see John though. People have this idea. Oh, he's got it in this little jar, and he picks up. What I don't know. What What is the thing that went? What is the thing in honey? That Winnie the Pooh has. What do they call that thing that you pick up? It's like a little Honeycomb? stick or something. No, the little stick that, and it's got the little round thing at the bottom. Maybe one of our listeners can write in and tell us what that is. But you know what I'm talking. You know who Winnie the Pooh is? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, Journey bear. knows what I'm talking about, don't you, teddy Journey? Bear. He's a teddy bear. Anyway, anyway. So I think, uh, uh, ooh, yeah, John the Baptist. You know, uh, no, he was eating it from a comb. Knowing him, yeah. he he probably. He probably had a couple of bees in it when he was Dipping chewing his it down. And his honey. Better protein, you know. And yeah. and so anyway, it wasn't anything about him that drew people to him, with the exception of this cat was overwhelmed by the very Holy Spirit of God. And so if there was anybody, it, it would almost be the equivalent of it would almost be the equivalent of someone saying, uh, hey man, that uh that college ministry, oh, it is like quadrupled. It it is it is growing like crazy, man. I just want to tell you, you are doing incredible. And you you know, and you're like, I know you would never respond this way, but maybe you would think in your mind, yeah, you know, I am pretty incredible. Um, I am I am doing a great job with it, and uh, we're we're getting to see some of the byproducts of it. So it is oh, a honey dipper or a honey drizzler. <laughs> That's funny, man. Hey, Journey Google. is on it today, man. Google. That's right. That's the honey stick for those that are listening. Go. That Winnie the Pooh had a go. honey drizzler. Yeah. Uh, John the Baptizer probably didn't have. I'm a thinking honey John the Baptizer drizzler. didn't have a honey drizzler. Yeah, he just he probably wouldn't eat it out of a pot. But again, right. uh, what do I know? I wasn't there. I'm just thinking yeah. he probably didn't have that. In, I mean, he wasn't <laughs> shaving his face. He sure wasn't cutting his hair. I got a, I got a feeling if I'm eating wild locusts, I don't have a honey drizzler. Um, 
this morning uh, we're way off topic. We don't even I don't know what we're talking about now. But, I know I know exactly what okay, we're talking all right. about. Well, there's, the guy there was a guy this morning that came and was asking us about the po- podcast, and you said this very same thing. You're like, look, man, people think we have a script. Now, nah, man, we just start talking and we don't know where we're gonna go. Well, this is a perfect example Any, of it, that. My anybody goodness. who would think that we have a script. <laughs> That is an indictment on their intellect more than it is the fact that we do not have a script. I can promise you, we can never script this, and that's what we're shooting for. It's just, I have notes. Yeah, it's just, well, it's just two guys in here yeah. just kind of talking, yeah, you know, carrying on. And, um, you know, every now and then you'll throw uh, something out there and it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll light me up. And I might, I might head off down a road. And I thank God our listeners don't get that because Journey's like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't let that go out. Now, again, I'm not cursing or anything along no, those lines, but no. there, there, there are some things that probably best they just hang out here in the room. Yeah. But uh, the John the Baptist, this model of humility, if there ever was a guy baptizer, that was John, the, John the, well, I'm trying to listen, when in Rome, right? When in Rome. <laughs> I made you say it. Sorry. So, yeah, it would have been easy for him to say, God, yeah. I'm out here in the in the desert, in the wilderness. These people are coming out here. I'm saying repent, and they're repenting and being baptized. And you know what? I am. I am. I'm sacrificing. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. A pretty good little speaker, you know. But he didn't. He's like, listen, man, I, there's, there's one coming after me. Matter of fact, he was before I ever was. And yeah. I, I can't even untie his shoes. I'm not worthy enough to untie his sandals to wash his feet. The only reason I've been given life is so that I might prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. And stop and think, how does that play for us? I mean, I even I even made this comment in the sermon today that John the Baptist was saying the, the Messiah is coming. The Messiah is coming. Yeah. And and he's already come and our, our, our job, our role as followers of Christ is he's coming again. He's coming again. Be yeah. prepared. Be ready. He's coming again. But again, downplaying who I am and really giving the importance that is rightfully due to the one that I serve, yeah. which is Jesus Christ. Uh, you'll never go wrong being humble. You'll never go wrong. I was taught this rhyme. Uh, I had a there was a big uh, cotton farmer down in South Texas. The very, uh, the first church that I served after Jennifer and I got married 25 years ago was way down in Corpus Christi, Texas. And, man, you get to Houston, you drive three more hours to get to Corpus. You're just like, it's not the capital of Mexico. It should be the capital of Mexico. We're way down here. And uh, that was that was very interesting for a boy that was raised in rural West Tennessee, and my wife was from Arkansas, and they're great folks. We love them, still have relationships with them to this day. But there was a cotton farmer down there, and uh, just very, very successful, big-time cotton farmer. And uh, he would always say, let the Lord promote you. Mm. The, let the Lord promote mm. you. And here's what he, mean, he meant. Hey, you don't. You don't need to be the one out there saying, hey, look at me. Look at what I've done. Look at what I've accomplished. I should have this position. I should do this. Instead, brag on Jesus. Let him promote you. When you even say that kind of kind of about John the baptizer, it's like he couldn't believe that God would use him. Like, um, I can't believe that God would use yeah. him. Uh, well, and especially, you know, use me. But, I mean, here he is. Yeah, everything about him would say, "Well, God can't use anyone like that." Yeah. It was so bizarre that in our text, the Pharisees sent an investigation committee out there to to deliver a letter of inquiry to him mm. to say, 
hey, John the Baptizer, what are you doing here? Yeah. And he's like, hey, this ain't about John the Baptizer. This is about Jesus. That's right. I'm not the Messiah. I'm not Elijah. I'm not a prophet. No, I'm just doing the work of the Lord. Um, I always love how organized religion when they when they when they try to uh, they try to explain the miraculous of God. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go back to uh, our buddy. I can never remember his name, and I always say he wrote. You know, he wrote. Don't check your brains in at the door. Um, you always remember his name, Ryan. He always would wear the big big watch, and he was well known in student ministry, like in yeah. the '90s, uh, 2000s. Um, Josh McDowell. Boom. Uh, now I got to remember what I was going to say that Josh McDowell <laughs> McDowell would say. Um, I don't know. I just remembered who it was, and yeah. then I forgot what it is he said. Maybe it'll come to me. Well, let's talk about the opposite of humility. And we, you talked a lot about pride this morning, um, and you even kind of gave an acrostic of pride and what it means, um, or even some of the, the destruction. You referenced the verse that in Proverbs that, uh, you know, basically saying that pride's the root of destruction. Um, Talk about position, rank, um, must be the center. There is destruction. There's embarrassment, all because of pride. Well, and I, I think we, I don't think we do Proverbs sixteen eighteen justice because have you heard it quoted this way? Pride comes before the fall. Yeah, pride comes before the fall. Well, there's a pretty big part of that we've left out. Yeah, pride comes before destruction. Yeah, <laughs> destruction. Uh, you know, we think of a fall. Oh, you know, little Susie fell. And she's got a boo boo on her knee and. It's okay. You'll heal from that. And yeah. He's saying, hey, let's talk about destruction. When I think of destruction, I mean, I think of massive casualty, well, something a pretty big deal. So he's saying pride. Pride comes before all that. And I heard, I always heard it as in behavior modification, right? Like, you know, you want to be, you want to make sure that, you know, you don't get too prideful because pride comes before the fall. Like, just a behavior modification rather than the, true nature of the destructive power of, of pride. Well, and it's back to that statement that I made in the sermon that I'm like, hey, I want to give you one statement here. And uh, I, I couldn't even, I really couldn't even fit it within the context of my sermon outline, but I just felt like it was such a powerful statement that goes hand in hand with what you were just talking about. The statement where I said, I will only discover who I am in Christ when I admit who I am not in myself. Right. So yeah. it's not this behavior modification. I'm going to fix myself, yeah. but instead, wow, look at who Jesus is, and now I see who I yeah. am not, and I'm just going to press into Jesus. I'm going to I'm going to keep pursuing after Him and 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 the things of Him. So I I want to kind of ask you this question, um, and it's it, it, you, we didn't discuss it in the sermon today, um, but I want to ask you like. As as a believer, as a church person, as a human being, like how do we deal with this pride? I mean, because we're constantly fighting humility and pride. We're constantly there is that tension um, because we all the sinful nature that we have. We always want to be prideful, like we're it's part of our nature. But how do we how do we deal with that? How do we combat pride in our life? Yeah, some would say, uh, pluck out your eyes, cut out your tongue, <laughs> and plug up your ears. Yeah, That's how you combat pride. But yet, I know how the flesh works. I would be saying, 
yeah, but boy, I've got a great nose. Um, I can smell anything a mile away. Look at me. I'm just the great nose guy that I am. I would find something to be prideful yeah, yeah. about. So how do we combat that? I, I, we were talking about this before we came on. I just wrote down two, two things right here as I was thinking about it, knowing that you'd come to bring this question. Because, I mean, it's not – this is an open-ended question that we could do just series about this. Right. But right off the top, right off the top um, – I think we have to. Uh, I think we have to challenge our motives for the things that we do. Mm. Mm. And wh- why am I doing what I'm doing? Mm. Yeah. And, am I am I trying to get a favorable outcome? Now, please yeah. hear me. There's nothing yeah. wrong with favorable outcomes. Right, I mean, my right. goodness, what would be a favorable outcome? I have a job. I do the work, and the favorable outcome is I get a paycheck. Right. That's a favorable outcome. Or you know, um, if I treat somebody kind, then a favorable outcome is they're probably going to treat me with kindness as well. But I challenge my motive. Why am I doing what I am doing? Yeah. Am I doing what I'm doing so that I can be the, the name that is on everyone's lips or so that Jesus can be the name that's on everyone's lips? So you got to challenge. What is the motive there? What is that underlying thing? And, uh, and then secondly, I wrote down, we have to evaluate our response when, uh, when we're done wrong. Mm. Oh, yeah. How, how do I respond to yeah, people that's when... Yeah, a podcast in itself, I think. Yeah. How do I respond to people yeah. when they say something about me they shouldn't say or they don't recognize what I've done? Right. They don't recognize the sacrifice that I've made and all those things. So, yeah. so, so just two quick things. Challenge our motives yeah. for the things we do. Why am I doing what I'm doing? And then secondly, how do I respond to people when they, when they don't respond to me the way that I think they should? Uh, and and pride, that'll be a good definition, a good a good uh, understanding of how pride is in your life by how you answer those questions. Now, the good thing is if you sit there and you say, you know what, the, the motive that I do things, why I do things is because I want things to be better for me. Well, okay, well, at least you're honest, right? Yeah. Uh, and then number two, well, you know what, how do I respond when people do things wrong to me? Well, I, I say, you know what, I'm going to hurt them. I'm just going to hurt them even stronger than they hurt me. Um, we, we quote all the time when, you know, the Bible says an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But yet the reality is we're like, you, you poke my eye out. Listen, both your eyes are coming out, right? I'm knocking all your teeth out. And so, so what, you know, how do I answer that? When I lay that over my life, how does it match up with that? And then I sit there and I realize, okay, listen, I'm going back to the example that John the baptizer has given me. It's all about Jesus. Yeah. I have life. It's all about Jesus. I, 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 I have uh, influence because it's all about Jesus. I work where I work because it's all about Jesus. I live where I live because it's all about Jesus. I would even take it a step further. The kids that have been born in your life, your children, God has given them to you. So it can be all about Jesus. Yeah. Your, your, your marriage, all about Jesus. When I sit there and, and, and I follow that example from John to where they're like, Hey, are you the Messiah? Are you Elijah? Are you? I even brought up the point, you know, because because elsewhere in in one of the Gospels, Jesus basically says, you know, he he is the Elijah, the promised one that would come. Yep. Now we know he's not talking about Old Testament right. Elijah; he's talking about right. within the context right. of that, right? And it's not a situation where John is, um, uh, where where he is counteracting or. Um, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for, Ryan? Contradicting. Yeah, thank you. He's contradicting what Jesus is saying, 
But it's like I said, he 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 was so over himself that it, it was almost like, no, there's no way I can be that yeah. guy. There's yeah. no way. No, I, I, the only reason mm-hmm. I've been since tell you about Jesus. Um, and uh, what a great pursuit for us. But yeah, you're right. We don't even have time to dig into that. Well, whole. yeah, and it, well, and I, I wanted us to be able to talk about it because you know. I mean, yeah, we identified pride and we identified what it does, but uh, I just thought it'd be g- good to hear from you on maybe some things that we could, uh, on ways to deal with that. But, you know, on your last, again, your last couple of points, and you kind of already alluded to it, you know, his, John the Baptizer's mission was to point people to Jesus, you know, and, and you kind of closed out, you know, your last two points, like there's a voice saying, hey, get ready for Jesus. Um, we talked about, the fact that he there were visions of his greatness, um, but then you know you ended the sermon, um, and we were talking about this earlier. You know, I think there was like there there was something different about today's services. You know, I think you know the spirit of God was thick, and people were responding to the message of the gospel. People were responding to the question of Are you ready um, for Jesus to come back? You know, are you ready? Have you made that commitment? Have you followed Jesus? Have you given your life to Jesus? Whatever terminology people want to use, but uh, basically just simply asking, hey, are you ready? Like, are you ready for Jesus to come back? And uh, I just thought it was a, a great end to the service. Like I said, you know, people were responding and it was good. Well, yeah, it's always a good thing when we can sit there and we can focus on uh we can focus on Jesus and what's going on. So I'm, I'm getting a I'm getting a phone call here from my 15 year old. Let, let, let me see right here what's going on with him. Hey Reed, I'm I'm doing podcasts. What's going on? Hey, you're out. Okay. Well, we're doing podcasts. So when we get done with podcast, I'll come your way. Is there anything you want to say on on our podcast? Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Bye. I don't know if our listeners heard that. I asked him, is there anything you would like to say? And he said, nothing. Nothing. I think it sounded like he was out playing basketball or something. I'm sure. Anyway, hey, let me just say this before we close this. And our listeners probably have their kids that are calling saying, come and get, come get me. That's right. Um, I'm done. That's what it is. I I'm answer done. the phone. I answer the phone. It's not like blah, blah, blah. It's like, here it is. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. If I called my wife right now and she answered the phone, I'm like, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> That would, I mean, that can nah. mean so many things. Fifteen nah, yeah. year old kid calls you, yeah. I'm done. That's yeah. like, hey, come get me, I'm done. Yeah. Hey, Isaiah forty. So you know when John is quoting Isaiah, basically when he says the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. And uh, I-, I wish he would have went ahead and finished, or he would have said what Isaiah said as well right after that. And I kind of drew that out in the sermon because to me. It is perfect. It's perfect. I'll read it. I'll read it uh, to our listeners. It's Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3. He says, make straight in the desert. Mm. (laughs) It's like they're writing about John the baptizer. Wait, they were. (laughs) But yet Isaiah was a foreshadowing of it. Yeah. All right. Make straight in the desert a, a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places will be made straight. The rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So it's talking about John. John has come to do what? 
to make that highway to Jesus, yeah. man. I'm a highway man. I've come. Hmm. I'm going to straighten it out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fill it up. I'm going to blow out the hills. We're going to get it to where it's just smooth to, so you can get on over there from where you are to Jesus. And I'm going to say that's why we have been given life. We have been given intellect. We have been given a mouth. We have been given every resource that we've been given. And I would even say every bit of influence that we have, and everybody has influence. Everybody has influence. You could be, it could be the influence that you have at the little coffee shop that you work at, or it could be the influence that you have in the Mm -hmm. class that you're a part of, the influence that you have. I don't know, maybe you're in a dominoes group. You know, get together and play dominoes. Uh, 42. Yeah, chicken foot. Um, But. You have influence there. I would just say in whatever influence that you have, you have received that influence from God so that you do what? So that you make a pathway that's level and straight, a highway to Jesus, a highway to Jesus. When I think of highway, here's what I think of. We're going to be moving. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hate getting on a highway and you somebody just puttering. Yeah. Putter, 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 putter. No, we on the highway. You make that turn right over there uh, uh, coming off from uh, – Oh man, what is the uh, what what's what's my interstate that is? Uh, oh, ten, coming off of ten, over by Tallahassee, and you start cutting up through those little towns. But you get off, and that you know it's sixty on that on that highway that's rolling through there. Man, you better be moving because people coming and going from Tallahassee to PC <laughs> right. in a hurry. That's right, a highway. But when I think of highway, Ryan, here's what I think of: man, I'm gonna get somewhere, and I'm gonna get somewhere quick. Yeah. Well, that's what we've been called, to be a highway, to point people to Jesus. Let's get them there. No, no time to waste. No time. No time to waste. Yeah. And, and that's John. So what a great example, a model of humility. Not about me. It's about Jesus. And here's the reason why I have been given a voice. The reason why I have a vision is to, uh, is to get people to Jesus Christ. Well, you heard, you heard it, people, right from the pastor's mouth. Uh, Thank you for listening this week to The Unchangeable Truth, and we'll see you next time. Hey guys, this is Pastor Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you for listening to this week's issue of the podcast called Unchangeable Truth. Let me encourage you as well, if you get a chance, go check out our website. It's Highland, H-I-L-A-N-D, Park, P-A-R-K, dot org. On that website, you'll learn more about our ministry at Highland Park Baptist Church. You can also listen to some previous sermons, which are archived for the previous year. And as well, if you ever find yourself in Panama City in person, come and check us out. Worship with us live at 2611 Highway 231 North. And we would also love to talk to you about Jesus Christ. If you got any questions regarding your relationship with Him, having faith in Him, or if this podcast has encouraged you, or you have other questions regarding the podcast, feel free, shoot us an email at podcast at highlandpark.org. As always, our prayer is that this podcast would point you to Jesus Christ, would increase your faith, and would help you as you mature daily in your walk with Jesus Christ. God bless.